Today on the Marshall Pruitt Podcast, we have our dear friend, you know, you're starting to run out of fingers for them Indy 500 rings, Bobby Ray Hall. How are you, my friend? Uh, pretty good, Nermarsh. Pretty good. <laughs> as, you might, as you might imagine. <laughs> I love asking stupid questions with obvious yeah. answers because you know yeah. what? It's pretty awesome when you get to ask them like this coming off of Tsukuma Sato's super impressive win on Sunday. Your son Graham to third as well. I mean, this was a bright, bright day for the Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan organization. Let's say thanks real quick, Bobby, to our partners, the Justice Brothers, Cooper Tires, TorontoMotorsports.com, and Bell Racing Helmets USA. Before we dive into our listener questions, wanted to ask about a little good luck charm that I heard about. And I don't know if that story's been told completely. So can you tell us about a little object that you decided to bring with you on Sunday? Well, there's, um, uh, when I won Indy in 86, um, never, there was the ring that the, the, the official ring, I guess, uh, that you received for winning. And then there was, uh, another, uh, ring, uh, that, uh, uh, you had access to, uh, that was done by Herf Jones, a jewelry company in Indianapolis, I believe. And, it, in fact, if you look at uh, you look at the ring Mario wears, he wears one of these rings. And so I, um, when I was home, I, uh, I I've been carrying it around with me for about you know a month or so, and in my uh, in my uh, briefcase. And I uh, I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that ring on, and I'm gonna wear it today. I'm gonna wear it this weekend. And uh, so um, I put it on. And it was pretty tight. So I thought, you know what. I mean, I could get it off. I said, I'll just put it in my pocket. So uh, I put it in my pocket, and uh, and uh, I don't know if that's what helped us win the race, but I'm going with that, and so I'll be. It'll be in my pocket at St. Louis this weekend. <laughs> I just love the fact that here you have one of your mementos from winning the race a couple of decades ago, and this isn't something that again you're normally putting on your finger, but you just decided, you know what. I'm going to keep that, that little bit close to me here. And yeah, we're not yeah. saying it won the race. We're also not saying it didn't win the race. <laughs> uh, I'm not superstitious at all, but, but <laughs> yeah. as, uh, as my first driver ever told me, who's, he had a pretty sarcastic wit. He told me it, it's unlucky to be superstitious and that yeah, there you go. caused my brain to fold in half and try and figure out at 16 years old. Well, let's, uh, let's go through. Some of our questions here, again, our show all driven by listeners and really do appreciate them. They're so much fun. We're going to go with Ryan Hart to start. says, Bobby, what was going through your mind those last few laps? You're looking at Takuma Sato, the ability to win the race, Graham in third, but then also with that final caution, your third driver, Spencer Piggott, taking an ambulance ride to the hospital. He says that must have been a lot of mixed feelings to deal with. Well, it, it was because, um, uh, you know, obviously I was, uh, first off, you know, really concerned for Spencer because, um, I mean, he hit the, he hit the wall, um, well, he hit the wall hard, then obviously hit the attenuator, uh, really hard. Um, luckily the attenuator did, did its job and the car did its job. Thank goodness. And, um, and Spencer, uh, is okay. You know, uh, I'm sure he, you know, he certainly felt that one. I have no doubt of that, but thank goodness he's, uh, he was okay. And, and, uh, you know, walking around the garage area later that, that day. But, um, 
um, yeah, you know, um, I wouldn't, uh, um, I wouldn't ask uh, anybody to do that to help create a yellow for us to win under. But, um, but it, uh, in the end, it, uh, you know, Spencer was okay, so that was a victory in itself. And, and then you had Graham and uh, and Takuma. Uh, I have to say, I was kind of, I was hoping it was going to go green the whole time because uh, I thought, uh, uh, you know, Graham was getting pretty strong there, but, uh, but it wasn't to be. And and uh, I, I knew he was going to try to take a, a run at Dixie, but uh, just not enough at the end. But nevertheless, having having uh, you know two cars in the top three, uh, I'll take that any day of the week. And let's stay there for just a sec, Bob. Normally, we look at big organization with many, many years of winning year after year at the 500 in terms of favorites. We'd look to an Andretti. We'd look to a Penske. This was an event where Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan really jumped up and said, hey, no, 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 you're going to go through us. Granted, Dixie led the first, you know, hundred and however many laps, three quarters of the race. But Takuma yeah. was always there, thereabouts. Yes, and, he was. And Graham yes, was, was getting in position as well. Just share with us, coming away from the Indy 500, knowing that as a team, you won the event. It wasn't just your driver, but if you look at the finishing position, and yeah. particularly of your top two drivers, clearly you guys were the class of the event. Well, thank you for that. I, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, look at qualifying. We had two guys in the top eight. Spencer was 12th, um, so three cars in the top 12. Um, Takuma on the front row. Um, you know, uh, I just um, I, I, I met with the team the morning of the race and and um, kind of a little bit of a pep rally. And um, I told everybody I've never been more pleased of of the team than than how I saw it that morning. I. I think everybody had been working really well together, the engineers, the crews, the, it just, um, all the work we put in over the winter time, you know, was starting to bear fruit. I mean, of course we'd had some good, strong races prior to Indy this year. Um, Graham had a couple podiums prior to Indy and, and, um, you know, uh, I just felt like we, as an organization, we really were in a really good spot. And I, I expressed that to them. And I, um, and I think that the, as I say, I think that, that uh, that opinion was borne out, you know, throughout the month, and uh, whether it was practice, qualifying, um, or, or or the race. I mean, we, you know, we got overlooked in qualifying, probably. You know, Andretti cars certainly looked strong in the qualifying. Uh, obviously, Dixie on the front row, uh, you know, he's always a threat. And but um, but I just felt like we were, um, you know, we were pretty happy. Where we were pretty pleased with where the cars were and. And, um, I think everybody felt, you know, that if we, if we did our job in the pits and what have you stayed out of trouble that we could, uh, we could uh, feature in the race. And, and that's what happened. Ask one more question on this theme, Bob. So last year's Indy 500, not exactly filled with satisfaction. Wasn't terrible. Just wasn't, well, it wasn't as good as this year's. Mm-hmm. There any things, any people, any processes you can point to to say hmm from one indy 500 to the next these are maybe some of the the decisions we made that helped us to be more competitive this year well i think um uh you know we had a decent 500 last year tacoma was third yep 
um, you know, Graham was on the march forward, and he and uh, he and uh, Bourdais got together, that, which was frustrating. But um, but uh, you know, uh, certainly Takuma, you know, a little bobble by by uh, um, by Simon or by uh, Rossi, and you know, he was there. But um, uh, you know, over the last several years, we've made some changes to the team. Uh, Tom German, who's our technical director, he went from a race engineer to the technical director. He spearheaded a lot of the aero R&D we did this year. Of course, Alan, uh, Alan McDonald, who's I rate really highly as an engineer, one more year that he and Graham working together. And I think as we've seen this year to date, their, their, their uh, relationship is, is starting to produce some real results. Uh, and of course, Takuma was, you know, uh, Eddie still with Eddie, so there was continuity there. And I think just, you know, uh, we, you know, over the course of the off season, which turned out to be a pretty long off season, um, you know, we were able to, to chunk through the things that we wanted to do from a R&D side. And I'm not saying we we got through everything, but we got through a lot, and I think we got um, some results from it. And and all that really helped us uh, on the weekend. Um, you know, the crew did a fabulous job on the pit stops. I think both, both teams, uh, did really well on the, on, on the stops. Uh, you know, I know one stop, I think Graham picked up three or four spots, but, um, uh, but just everything clicking. And I think, you know, as I say, I think the, you know, bringing, um, Pierce Phillips in, you know, almost two years ago now to, to run the team on a day-to-day basis. I think that was, that was quite productive as well. And, um, you know, so it's just the, it's, it's nice to see that when you make the investments that you do, that you actually see results and, you, you know, because it doesn't always happen that way. And um, so uh, I just, as I said, I, I told the guys that I've just never felt as good about where we are as a team as I, as I did that morning. And I certainly still feel that way. Now we've got to prove ourselves again this weekend. You know, Indy was last weekend. Now what are you going to do this weekend? Right. But, um, Brutal. but I do feel uh, just, you know, the confidence this will, give our team and everybody within it is going to be something that's going to be hard to beat. I think let's go to David piles. This is Mr. Ray hall. Takuma seems especially fast at Indy two wins might even be three. If 2012 had gone differently curious, what qualities do you think he has that makes him so fast and successful at the speedway? Well, that's a good question. I mean, it kind of fits him, doesn't it? The, the course, uh, you know, the, in 2012, he didn't have a very good car, and yet, you know, he came very close to winning the race. Um, you know, I, uh, uh, I, uh, I don't know what there is about it. You know, Takuma, obviously, you know, he can drive uh, a, a car that I won't say it's loose, but it's probably pretty neutral, and I think that's, that's certainly uh, that certainly helps. Uh, he's got great reaction time. Um, you know, and he's, you know, Takuma's brave. You know, and I think that, especially in qualifying, that those, that ingredient is, uh, you can't have enough of. But, um, but uh, you know, I just think it, he, you know, that big race or whatever, I think it fits. And, you know, he's not making, he's matured. He's really, he's really uh, thoughtful about, you know, his passing and making sure he's, he makes the good passes and stays out of trouble. And, you know, it just shows, um, you know, that if you give a guy like Takuma a good car, he's going to he's going to put it up front. And, and, you know, as you said, even those even the potential of winning um, in 12, you know, we were third last year. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good record at any to have those high placings like that. So, 
you know, uh, I just think, you know, they always say, you know, there's that, 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 that statement or that, that saying horses for courses. And, um, you know, where some horses really, they like wherever they are and they always win there. Certainly it was, I had that, I had that in racing with places like the Meadowlands where I, I won it to a lot. And, and I think Takuma, that's his course. And he, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, he looks forward to going there and he's, he's just, uh, he's, he's, he's just kind of fits it for some reason. Need to have more Indy 500s each year. I think that's, that's the lesson for yeah, sure. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> How about Ed Joris, who asks, Bobby, whose decision was it to go after Dixon and pass him on that last stint when you did so early in that stint? Was it a team thing or Takuma's uh, something from Pitt Wall? Says it was brilliant. Well, I think it was, it was you know, I mean, I think it was Takuma. Um, but, you know, we, you know, I, I think we were pretty sure of our strategy in that pit. And, uh, um, uh he was getting the numbers. He was going to make it on fuel. Uh, I think that's one of the amazing things at the end is he was going that fast and, and making the numbers. And, um, um, you know, uh, and he was just driving beautifully. And um, so, but I think it was, you know, the combination of, you know, you, you're good to go. And, and uh, he went and got by, uh, got by uh, Scott and, uh, you know, it got a little close going through traffic there towards the end, but um you know, I think, uh, I think he had it in hand and, uh, that was, the, that was obviously the end result. Boy, that was fun to watch. Uh, let's see. Why don't we go to Kevin Frederico curious. Do you have a more satisfying Indy 500 win, be it team owner 2004 this year, or as a driver, I know you get asked questions like this all the time to rate and rank things, but I am curious how they land or fall with you in terms of just satisfaction and joy. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I am asked that quite a bit. There's, there's, it's a different satisfaction, a different joy. I mean, winning as a driver, you know, for your career, it's, um, it, um, solidifies your career. It changes your life both personally and professionally. Um, so I don't think there's, there's anything like winning as a driver. Winning it as an owner, and I felt this way in 04 when we won with Buddy. Um, I think as an owner, you, you really have a much better appreciation for everything that goes into into winning that race, and and all the things that you know, all the the components, whether it's the people or it's the sponsors, or I mean, you name it, all the little things that have to be right, that have to work together on that day, and um, you know, uh, and so I think that. Um, you know, I, I take a different kind of satisfaction from winning as an owner, but it's obvious it's but it's very special. It's a great moment. And you and you feel a great sense of pride and, and happiness for your team, for all the people that are doing it, uh, because it's this is everything they've been working for. Uh, and for them to have a 500 win under their belt, that's something that just uh, it's like an electrical shock. It just gives so much energy um, for, for what they've been doing and what they're going to be doing. And, and so it's, it's really satisfying, uh, to see that as an owner. Two very important questions here coming up. One from Rick games, Mr. Ray Hall, what's it like being awesome? Asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only that's, reason that's I orbit nice. around you, Ray Hall, just to ha- have some of the awesome, you know, hopefully, uh, transfer that question over. Must have been for somebody else. <laughs> uh, how funny. 
Um, we got another one here from Christopher Nugent. He says, Santa Claus, you got Santa Claus on your team. Dang. I mean, speak <laughs> yeah. about that. You're pulling in mythical care. Uh, we didn't see Bigfoot. So maybe next no, year no. Elvis, but yeah. Uh, tell us about having good old Mr. Letterman, AKA Santa Claus. Uh, there is a part of things. It's just seeing his joy in winning that only amplifies, I would imagine the achievement. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, two things this weekend. Um, you know, Mike Lanigan had been involved as a sponsor, as a co-team owner uh, at Indy since, I think, early 90s. You know, I've been there with uh, Eric Batchelor, I've been there with uh, Newman Haas, been there, obviously, with me. You know, his dream always to uh, to, to, win, to have a 500 win. So, um, you know, to, to see him... Uh, as happy as he was after the race, his family. I mean, he's, this family lived it for so long to, to try to have that win and, and to finally get it. It was just really great to see. And of course for David, um, you know, uh, now he's a two-time winner, right? And, uh, you know, David's, David's relationship with the Speedway, with the 500 is, is, is just um, so important to him. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny when, when we win races like that, but David's, you know, David's always so measured in what he says and kind of always knows the right thing to say. And when we win in, when we, win, when we win, uh, the 500, um, it's a little bit, you, know, you see that, that inner kid come out and it was kind of fun to see, uh, obviously, uh, you know, he was uh, very happy to once again, uh, sip the milk and, uh, really pleased for him. Well, the second question I was going to ask was about. Mike, and that's something where we're just talking appreciation, Bob. This is someone who, <clears throat> while certainly not as high a profile name as a David Letterman or you for that matter, just in terms of uh, fans within the sport or worldwide acclaim, good old Mr. Lanigan has been a huge supporter of IndyCar racing, the mm -hmm. amount of drivers who have worn uh, sponsorship from his companies, uh, those companies that do business with him. This is someone who, if we're talking a unheralded hero of the IndyCar paddock, that is something that stood out to me so much and another level that made me so happy for this victory, knowing that for Mike, boy, a, a real opportunity for folks to appreciate him. And then there's even other layers, right, Bob? When someone's been hurt, or sick, if uh, someone unfortunately was killed, Mike's usually the first one there. Can I offer you a plane, a flight, a something to help yeah. you? Can you just yeah. speak to, to what Mike means to the community? Because I don't know if everyone understands how huge uh, a role he's played. Yeah, well, I mean, Mike is, you know, as I mentioned, it really been, I mean, I think he, the first Indy he went to, the first 500 was, in the early 70s when he went down to, to work for his uh, father's company in the crane business. And, uh, you know, Mike, uh, Mike is just a, a tremendous uh, uh, partner, uh, friend. I mean, he's, he is a super smart guy and um, um, is so unbelievably respected within uh, his business communities that he's in involved with. And he really brings so much to the equation. You know, and for any car racing, of course, you know, people must remember, you know, he promoted Cleveland. 
the Cleveland Grand Prix for a number of, for a few years, uh, did the same in Houston. Um, so he's been involved in, in, you know, on the promotion side of the business as well. Of course, a, a co-team owner with many, as you say, uh, he was very close to people like uh, Justin Wilson uh, and, and um, Bourdais and, and, you know, Paul Newman, he had a great relationship with Paul. So he's just a, he's just one of these guys that, um, you know, he's not looking for, you know, he just derives a great personal satisfaction from it. He's not looking for the, the headlines. So, you know, you know, for himself, uh, it's all about the team. It's all about his companies, the people that, that, uh, that work with him. I mean, he's, he's, I, I really was lucky that, that, uh, that he decided to come along with, uh, with me and David because his, uh, his contributions is, uh, the, the, the intelligence that he's provided us as a team has been very, very, uh, uh, it's it really been fundamental to our success to date. I love it. Let's see, where shall we go next? Let's go to Bryson Frank. He's asking the question that many asked some immediately after the race, a little bit of acrimony in their voice. Bryson says, Bob, congrats on the win. Says, in his post-race interview, Scott Dixon expressed doubt that Takuma could have made it to the end of the race on the fuel that he had. If there'd not been that yellow did you and your team have the same concerns or were you confident that Takuma was good to go all the way to the end on fuel? Yeah, no, we, as I said earlier, we were, uh, we were good. Uh, he was, uh, he, he was making unbelievable fuel mileage going as fast as he was. And, um, you know, I think they had trimmed the car out a little bit towards the end. Um, you know, as the track rubbered in, it got a little more grip in it and, um, and that clearly, uh, helped. Uh, get that number but um but now um uh, um uh, takuma was was going to make it so um in, in the end of course the yellow settled that question once and for all but um but we were gonna we were gonna make it next question bob got into this a little bit with a previous question but we'll go deeper here this comes from steve bullard talking about takuma's rise so he's what 43 ish or so Usually you don't see a dog pulling out a lot of new tricks late in life. And (laughs) Takuma has absolutely changed his reputation, his performances, right? Used to be a wild card. He'd go quick, but it seemed like there was a crash or a mistake coming. This guy's been rock solid. He's been winning for you since he came back over and over and over again. Steve's curious if there's... Is there anything you can look at Takuma and say from when we had him last 2012 to when he came back to us, these are some things that have changed inside him, how he goes about his craft because the mistakes are, are almost completely dialed down and we're just used to guy being on pole or victory lane for you now. Well, you know, having been a driver, uh, I, I can tell you that, the environment um, that you, you're in does has, has a big effect on on how you uh, you know how you uh, not just compete, but you know um, whether you're at peace. You know, uh, being in, a, in an environment where there's a lot of stress and tension and this and that is, is that that tends not to produce results. But being in an environment within a team where you, you know you have the confidence of the team, you have a great relationship with your engineer. I mean, these things feed upon themselves and, uh, and you start to have success, you know, uh, Takuma won what twice last year, 
uh, aside from being third at Indy, uh, you know, working with a guy like Eddie Jones, who's a, a super, you know, he's not an excitable guy. He's just quiet English guy, but gets the job done. And, and, and Takuma has a great deal of confidence in him. You know, that, that, uh, that, that changes you. And I think that, um, for Takuma, that environment that we've managed to create for him is, is one that's allowed him to maybe, re- I mean, he still gives you a hundred percent. Don't get me wrong. He's still out there hanging it out, but, but I, I think he probably now feels like it's not all, all up to him, which is what I think in the past, there's been situations like that where he felt that he had to, you know, he had to make it happen or it wasn't going to happen. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good place for Takuma. Uh, being with us and us with him, and uh, you know, you see the you see those results because of that. Where should we go next? Why don't we go to let's go to our pal Carlos Villalobos? Says first of all, congratulations on the win, and he's boy, he's digging deep into the history books here. He says, <laughs> Bob, since you had original contact with Ferrari back in the mid '80s when they were looking to come to IndyCar. Any phone calls making their way to Marinello from uh, from your mobile here or vice versa? Any chance of resuming that old relationship? Uh, I you know, no, there have, there have not been any phone calls. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think that's exciting. <clears throat> the idea of Ferrari coming to uh, IndyCar racing. Uh, I mean, who wouldn't be excited about that, right? I mean, the prancing horse, but. Uh, but um, no, we you know we we we're, we have we've got a nice relationship with Honda. It's a long-term one. Um, you know, uh, in fact, I got a very nice message from Mr. Amamiya, who was the head of Honda of America when Honda really stepped it up in in '95, six, seven, eight, all the way through the early two, through the 2000s, and uh, congratulating us. And and um, as I say, we have a special relationship with Honda. Uh, so I, I think we're, you know, we're just, we're real happy just to stay right where we're at. That says something, right? I mean, Ferrari's about as dazzling a name or a brand as can be. And yeah. uh, I think that there are plenty of people who would jump right at that. Granted, you all just kicked everyone's behind and weren't even <laughs> subtle about it at the 500 using Honda power. So that's the smart play to make. Uh, yeah. here's a question, Bob, we've gotten from a number of people. And it's out of concern, and I, if you don't want to answer, you don't have to, but a number of folks mentioning, hey, they saw you in Victory Lane using a cane, wondering if you're doing okay. Well, that's uh, very nice of people to uh, be concerned. Um, uh, you know, um, uh, <laughs> I, I never had a seat in a race car. I was, I was always sitting on the bottom of the car, because uh, uh, especially in, in the Indy cars and um, all those shocks, uh, that I took, you know, uh, took a toll. I was funny. I was talking to Jimmy Bassett the other day and, you know, all us, you know, all the old drivers now we're all feeling all the, you know, the, the creaks and the, you know, the, you know, I feel like I, I feel like the tin man, you know, I need a <laughs> can of oil next to me all the time just to be able to get out of bed. But, um, no, I just, you know, I've had some back issues, um, over the years. I think, uh, uh some of, some of which came from motorsports and, um, you know, I'm just having to work through them right now, but all good, and uh, we'll get we'll get by with it. It's uh, it's um, uh, it's you know, it's not fun, but uh, we'll get through it. So no problem. 
but thank thank everybody for any for their concerns. I, I I appreciate it. And I'll just share with folks that the amount of strength Bobby has is highly impressive because he <laughs> the number of times that man this man is in extreme back pain and yet still there at the track, still looking after sponsors, doing uh, all the things that he does with the team. Uh, I can tell you from witnessing that pain, uh, he would rather be in the hotel, half a, a good bottle of red, and uh, yeah. just making the pain go away. But, yeah, uh, this is someone who fights fights through uh, adversity. And I just figured the cane was to keep that that, that silly kid of yours in check, you know? He gets out of hand, little bop upside the head. Yeah, I think I kind of like the idea of a cane. I might carry one around with me, uh, you know, when I get everything settled up, settled down. But, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting look, you know. <laughs> get your big fedora, I tell you. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're going for a look here. All right, well, why don't we, uh, why don't we get down to our last question? And this one comes in. From uh, Vinny J. Bottomley, we had another question here on a similar theme as well from Danny Nohops. It says, how does one celebrate an Indy 500 victory? It says, lots of booze and partying or just quiet reflection for the evening? He says, I feel like shots with Letterman could be interesting. Yeah, well, you know, um, David went home. Uh, we all went to a little uh, uh, brew pub. Uh, to uh, have a little celebration. It didn't go long because everybody had to go back to work the next day, you know, getting the cars ready and what have you for uh, St. Louis. Um, but, um, but it was nice. You know, there was family, friends, people within the team. Um, the Honda folks were with us to, to celebrate as they should. Uh, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, it was nice, uh, a nice moment to, uh, to reflect and to really savor uh, the win, and of course, I think we're still savoring it. I think we will for the rest of this year, if not forever. But, um, but uh, yeah, it, it was controlled, though. So uh, <laughs> uh, we made sure everybody realized that they had to go to work the next day, and they better show up in, in good shape. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I would have preferred the story where you said you, you found – Dave face down in the the snake pit, just yeah, surrounded yeah. by tequila bottles. But you know, I mean, we there, there's go win next year. How's that? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. No, that that's uh, that, that that was. I don't think we we're going to see that. So, <laughs> crowd surfing Dave from turn one to there turn you go. four. There you go. That's there my you. goal here. Well, Bob, congratulations again. Uh, I just love seeing the joy that so many folks have expressed for you, all the team Thank owners, you. Takuma. Uh, there are some wins, some years where you go, Hey, that's great for them, but, uh, maybe it doesn't resonate. Just cool yeah. to see it resonate. Really cool yeah. to see it resonate. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, uh, yeah, it, it was, it's really, um, it's really enjoyable, obviously. Uh, and as I said, I just, I really felt good for the team, you know, for all those guys and, and ladies. Um, it's, it's really a great moment and, and especially for the ones who hadn't won a 500 yet. So really pleased for them. So, but I, I appreciate all the all the well wishes that we got from our, our friends and fans. And uh, you know, we're gonna, we'll have to try to do it again next year. <laughs>